He was a morbidly obese surgeon destined for an operating table and an early death. Now he's a rebel MD who is fabulously fit and fighting to make America healthy again. This is Stay Off My Operating Table with Dr. Philip Ovedia. Welcome back to the Stay Off My Operating Table podcast with Dr. Philip Ovedia. Did I say Dr. O. Philip Ovedia? Dr. <laughs> Philip Ovedia. I'm your co-host, Jack Heald, and we are digging into what happens positively for your body when you improve your metabolic health. Last episode, we dove deep into the mechanism of heart disease, and I want to move to one of the other big killers of Americans, diabetes. So if you improve your metabolic health, according to this stuff I'm reading on your website, one of the things that will happen is you can not just manage diabetes, you can cure it. So let's do the same thing with diabetes that we did with uh, heart disease. How does improving your metabolic health cure diabetes? Yeah. So uh, one thing I want to you know kind of make clear from the beginning of this discussion is that we are referring to type 2 diabetes um, as opposed to type 1 diabetes. And just to give sort of the quick differentiation between those two, type 1 diabetes, um, commonly, you know, known as juvenile onset diabetes, is when the body, the pancreas specifically, is not able to make insulin. As opposed to type 2 diabetes, which is where the body is, the pancreas specifically, is making insulin but the cells of the body are no longer responding properly to that insulin. And, um, you know, type 2 diabetes is clearly, it, it is one of the hallmarks of poor metabolic health. It's one of the end results of poor metabolic health is how I would put it. So we can very effectively manage type 2 diabetes when we focus on metabolic health. And so, so let's just, let's kind of get the executive summary here on, on how we got here. Type two diabetes is the cells of the body are no longer responding properly to the insulin produced by the pancreas. Correct. All right. So, um, let's, let's unpack how the body got to that so that we can then unpack how improving your metabolic health reverses that. So how did we get to that state where the body is no longer responding appropriately to the presence of insulin? Yeah. So there are a couple of things that are going on, you know, within the body of someone who is not metabolically healthy that ultimately is going to lead to type two diabetes and, you know, realize that the body is very complex. And it's not just one thing going on at once. So it's not necessarily a real linear process we're going to discuss here. It's kind of sure. a number of different factors that are going on at once. But basically, you know, when we are eating um, a lot of processed food, a lot of high carbohydrate, highly processed carbohydrates, and when we're eating vegetable and seed oils, these fake oils that we've talked about, um, we're going to basically we're starting 
uh, a process where, you know, the body is going to be making more and more insulin to deal with this elevated sugar load. And the insulin initially, like we talked about, is basically trying to get the sugar out of the blood. And it can, you know, cause it to go into glycogen in the liver and the muscle. It can cause it to go into fat in our fat cells. And when we start to exceed, um, you know, that capacity, basically one of the things that seems to happen is that fat still starts to build up in places that it shouldn't occur, uh, namely the liver and the pancreas itself. And this starts to interfere. And you can't with, see that. No, you can't see that. Well, you know, if you got like a MRI or a scan, you know, you would be able to see this ultrasound for the liver. Uh, you can see it, um, but you can't really see it from the outside. It's not the fat that we see from the outside. Okay. So um, one of the things that starts to happen is that, uh, you know, when this fat starts to build up in the pancreas, especially, um, and you get the inflammation that we talked about, you know, that a, on the last episode, we talked about it occurring in the blood vessels of the heart. Right. That inflammation is also going to occur in the liver uh, and in the pancreas. And when it starts to occur in the pancreas, it's going to damage the cells of the pancreas that make the insulin. And we're going to. to so there's this vicious to, cycle that gets started. Right. We're not going to be able to make enough insulin now to keep up with the sugar in the blood. Uh, that is one of the problems that occurs in this whole process. Wow. Yeah. People don't realize that. So, you know, when I talked earlier about the difference between type one and type two diabetes, and I said type one diabetes, you know, is, is a, uh, the pancreas can no, can't make insulin and type two diabetes is that the cells of the body aren't responding to the insulin. What many people don't realize is that type 2 diabetes can then lead to a kind of type 1 diabetes, where now the pancreas is no longer able to make enough insulin. Uh, this is oftentimes called, you know, type 1 and a half diabetes. Some people will call it, there's a term called uh, LADA, L-A-D-A, late, uh, um, I just forgot what the uh, but it's basically late onset, you know, type one diabetes right. uh that occurs. Um and um that is one of the you know, so that is one part of the equation that you know we're actually damaging the pancreas itself and it's not able to keep up with the production of insulin. The other side of the you know, problem, the other side of the equation is that the cells that are supposed to be responding to the insulin, our fat cells, uh, cells within our liver and within our muscle, uh, stop responding to the insulin, uh, basically. You know, the insulin levels become so high uh, that the cells themselves, you know, get less and less responsive to the insulin. Um, and that's a, a process that we call insulin resistance. Uh, and this is, again, one of the hallmarks of type 2 diabetes. And the, the lab test that would imply insulin resistance is that fasting insulin test. 
Correct. The fasting insulin test uh, is is you know one of the tests that can diagnose this. Uh, there are other tests that we sometimes look at. Um, so there's a uh, ratio, essentially, or uh, I shouldn't even say a ratio, but you can. Uh, there's a calculation that can be done based on your blood glucose level and your insulin level. Uh, it's called HOMA IR, H O M A hyphen IR, for anyone that wants to look that up. Uh, there's a formula there, and uh, that can be an indicator. It's sort of a, you know, it, it's giving you your relationship between your insulin and your uh, blood sugar uh, to tell you, you know, whether or not you're becoming insulin resistant. Right. There, there, there's a more um, involved test uh, that's called a craft test uh, that can be done. Uh, K R A F T. Ironically, it's not. It has nothing to do with the food company craft, <laughs> um, which makes all the processed food that leads to us having diabetes. Um, but the scientist who figured out a lot of this stuff, the it was named Joseph Kraft. Uh, and uh, he described a lot of these processes and derived these tests where we actually measure a person's response of insulin, not only when they are fasting, but when we actually give them a controlled amount of sugar and we see how much insulin they produce and how long you know the insulin stays elevated after they take in the sugar. And that that is really the the best test that can be done to uh, look for insulin resistance. It's just a very cumbersome test to sure. do, so it doesn't get done very often. Okay, so the mechanism, as I understand it, you eat something that uh, is digested, goes through your digestive tract, and the digestive tract, it's broken down, and that goes into the bloodstream. That's where the sugar, that's how the sugar initially ends up in the bloodstream. Um, some sort of signal goes from point A to point B. That at this point, I don't care. That tells the pancreas create insulin, um, and that whole shuttling the sugar out of the bloodstream into the various places in the body process goes on. When there's too much sugar, and or there is insulin, since there's insulin resistance built up in the cells of the body already. Among the things that starts happening is the pancreas itself starts becoming, starts getting fatty, which reduces its ability to create insulin, which creates ever more stress on the body, which means the pancreas tries to work harder. And, it, and then we get into this vicious cycle where too much sugar, inflammation, insufficient insulin insulin resistance and it just it's a cascade of bad things all happening as a result of really bottom line dumping too much sugar into your blood is is that right yes that's right and one of the key things that i want people to realize is that you know many people will know that you know the treatment for diabetes um you know this so type 1 diabetes the way to treat it is to give insulin because the body isn't making enough. Because there insulin. isn't any. Right. We have made a mistake where we then think that is a good treatment for type 2 diabetes. And, you know, there are plenty of people on uh, with type 2 diabetes who get put onto insulin. Sure. 
But the problem isn't that the body isn't making enough insulin, at least initially in type 2 diabetes. The problem is that the body is not responding to that insulin. So it's a bit of a flawed concept, you know, that we can manage that problem by giving more insulin. Really, (laughs) it just it just struck me. The problem the problem is not that there's no passengers to get on the train. The problem is that the train is full, and adding passengers is not going to get more passengers into the train. Referring back to our metaphor from the previous episode, right, right, and and you know the insulin in that scenario is you know again people have kind of seen uh, the 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 video where there's you know these conductors or, or, you know, the workers that are trying to shove more people into the train. And so giving more insulin is basically getting more workers to try and shove more people into the train, but there's no room on the train. Uh, so, you know, ultimately that's a flawed strategy and the real, you know, the best way to deal with this would be to Get less less passengers, you know, have less sugar yeah, in make, the make room on the train. <laughs> exactly. Make room on the train. And so the way to do that is to stop taking in uh, these processed foods that are, you know, uh, being converted to sugar in the blood. And OK, so we've we've cre- we've set up the how this mess got created. Right. The exciting news is that type 2 diabetes can actually be reversed. Let's talk about the, me- the mechanism of what, what's happening that we can actually reverse type 2 diabetes. Yeah. So, you know, that whole process that we described can essentially, you know, occur in reverse. So if you stop eating so much sugar, processed food and sugar, and the body doesn't need to make so much insulin anymore. The cells themselves can again become responsive to insulin because they're not they're no longer being constantly bathed, bathed in insulin. Um, and over time, they will actually become more responsive to insulin again. Um, those those, you know, the fat buildup that occurs in the liver and the pancreas can actually go away, you know, it can be pulled out of there uh, because we don't need all these fat cells any longer to shove all the sugar into. And the whole process can be undone. And we know that, uh, you know, type 2 diabetics that get treated with, uh, you know, carbohydrate reduction and a metabolically healthy diet, eating whole real food, uh, will, you know, see their type 2 diabetes get reversed. We have very good data on this. Um, and in fact, you know, if you go back to the medical literature before insulin was commonly available, before insulin was synthesized, uh, you know, on a uh, large-scale level, the treatment for diabetes was sugar reduction. And when insulin was invented... Uh, we basically forgot that or got suppressed, you know, depending on how you want to look at things. So (laughs) That's a different different discussion. (laughs) Yes, exactly. We won't get into that during this episode. But the primary treatment for type 2 diabetes should be, you know, reducing the the intake of 
carbohydrates, especially processed carbohydrates, reducing the intake of processed food in general. And, you know, that will lead to an improvement in metabolic health and your type 2 diabetes. So for listeners who suspect they might be dealing with the early stages of diabetes and want help, is that something that falls within the scope of your uh, telehealth telemedicine practice? Yes, that is. All right. Well, then this is a good time for me to talk about that, isn't it? Dr. Ovedia has a telemedicine practice. If you are within the United States, you can uh, you can get a, get a hold of him and he can help you. Uh, he's licensed to do this kind of thing. So uh, you can find Dr. Ovedia at ovediaheartheath.com. Um, what's the what's the URL for your telemedicine? Can they get to it there? Yeah, ovediaheartheath.com is the best okay. place to find that. So I got to encourage you folks out there, anybody who, who's, who's aware that they're dealing with early onset or even full-blown type 2 diabetes, do yourself and your loved ones a favor and take care of it. And if you need help, get a hold of Dr. Ovedia, ovediaheartheath.com. And I recommend that you get his book, cleverly named Stay Off My Operating Table. It's available on amazon.com. And definitely follow him on Twitter at iFixHearts. Any last words for us, Dr. O, before we sign off for the day? Another great discussion, Jack. Thanks, man. It is this these last two episodes have have really helped me to understand better what's going on. All right. Well, for Dr. Philip Ovadia, I'm Jack Heald. We will talk to you next time. Chances are you wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't need to change your life and get healthier. So take action right now. Book a call with Dr. Avadia's team. One small step in the right direction is all it takes to get started. Contact us at ifixhearts.com slash talk. That's ifixhearts.com slash talk.